Yes. It's Friday. It's backdoor cover. It's Micah, and it is the returning, no longer honeymooned, Brad Key. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That high porn's good today, boy. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, feeling good. Refreshed high porn, ready to go, ready to blast off. Let's go. How are things uh, back from the in the MyBookie studios? Yeah, we're live from the MyBookie studio. Special thanks to our uh, presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. You bet your ass. Yeah, we love them, Just boys. like we always say, look, you know, you know exactly what this is all about. Backdoor Cover is a MyBookie podcast. It has been since the jump. They've been there. They, I think we've been doing business with them for like five years, six years now? Forever. It, it's been basically. a long time. They've been a staple uh, of fall uh, sports content with us uh, in some form or fashion for a very long time. They're uh, they're great. They're fantastic. We enjoy you, working with you them. You know if, that's right, and if you know if my bookie is back, that means football season is back or right around the corner. There's football games in like less than two weeks, pro football games. Yeah, I'm, I'm reaching out Did to clients right this? now giving away uh, suite tickets for the uh, UTEP University of Texas game on the 12th, so two weeks from tomorrow. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so Wow, they're going to have people in the suites. Well, that's that's college football. There's pro football coming too. Things are really happening, and you know what football season means, Brad? Tell me. It's winning season, and winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, and squares. Uh-huh. Basically, any way you want to bet football, my bookie is the place to do it. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up. Watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Tell me, Invest tell me in this, your... Micah. Was motherfuckers yeah. in the copy, or is that just a little little add-on? I added that. That was I'm, fantastic. Giving a little extra flavor for friends over at my bookie. Spice it up. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code BACKDOOR. That's one word, BACKDOOR. And double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. That's designed to get more excitement to the sports you love than games that you bet. Uh, from live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Easy as that. Use promo code BACKDOOR and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. We love our friends at my bookie. And uh, that rolled off your tongue, you dog. That is just, uh, go check it out. That, that's, that just felt organic, it felt natural. We love having them back. We're super happy to have them. If you are gambling, you, the audience, are gambling on mybookie.ag, tell your friends, tell your homeboys, let's get this whole thing rolling. We really appreciate you. This is, uh, this is our, our favorite sponsor every single year. So we appreciate them, and let's get, uh, let's get rich. Winning season. That's right. Winning season is here. Send us your screenshots when you deposit. Let's, uh, let's get in on this. Let's get rich together. Back door. And welcome to the MyBookie Studios. All right. Uh, Brad, I... I know you've been uh, honeymooning for what seems like. I know you were only gone for seven days. Felt but it like feels a lot like longer. You, yeah, yeah. It feels like you missed about six weeks. So let me tell you this. First um, of all, you know you got a good wifey when you're able to watch NBA basketball as much as you want on your honeymoon and still be in good shape. So I had a lot of. Uh, I, I I enjoyed a lot of sports watching, while uh, also, you know. Hanging on the beach, reading the book, getting a suntan, wow. eating the lobster. We were up in the Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard, and uh, yeah, I got a good one, man. I'm in a good spot. Uh, I'm coming back refreshed. 
I will say this. I don't know if you've ever been up there before. Have you been uh, to Martha's Vineyard, Cape Cod, anything like that? I have not. So let me describe this to you. It doesn't sound like it would be as pleasant as it is. So we're working with 80-degree weather, high of 80. So it's usually kind of like 75, 80. But you're on the beach. The water's cold. It's like 70 degrees. Uh, When you get in, it's a little shocking at first. But so it's sunny as hell. Uh, you know, light breeze is t- kind of nice. You're sitting out there and you're like, I, I wonder if this is going to be cold. This seems kind of a little weird. It's the most pleasant experience I've ever had on a beach, ever. It's like you just sit out there, you never sweat, you never get hot. If you feel like getting in the water, really you're getting in there, to, you know, it's, it's that joint re- rejuvenation. Like it's good for your joints to oh, get yeah. in that cold water. Love that. So, you know, I'd get in, swim for maybe 10 minutes, float around. I will tell you this. People are living on the edge out there, man. There are people everywhere, people in the street, people in restaurants. Uh, a lot. Of, there was mask wearing. There was uh, people being careful, but them peoples was out in droves, and they weren't on their honeymoon. I know that much. So I had an excuse. They did not. Uh, no judgment, but just saying. Uh, we went to Boston our first night, and uh, like all of the uh, like restaurants or whatever, you don't eat inside there, but they've essentially just shut off one side of the street, and they just got tables set up in the street, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, we went, we were there on Thursday night. It looked like Dirty Sixth Street out there. There's so many people. Uh, everybody's out and enjoying food, so be careful out there, family. Be be careful. Wear a mask. You know, wash your hands. You know the rules. But uh, yeah, I it, I was a little uh, hesitant seeing that, but. I'm still feeling good, man. We had a uh, wedding of 110 guests. Uh, like 10, 15 people have gotten expedited tests. Nobody's tested positive. Everybody's good. Uh, and then I just went and uh, lived it up on on the road up in the Northeast. And uh, I'm still feeling good. So uh, hopefully my good fortunes continue and I can continue to avoid this thing. But yeah, life's good, man. How about you? What's been going on? What did I miss? Uh, well, not much. I mean, well, a lot, but not for me. I, I didn't eat any lobster. Yeah. I haven't been crushing oysters. So here's You've really been living. The My takeaway is that I think I've broken my appetite because I've eaten a, a, a lavish, luxurious meal uh, every two hours maybe for the last week and a half, and I, I just don't know that I'll ever be hungry again. Like, I've, I, uh, I lived. I lived, and uh, it was good, but I may be not be hungry again until, like, Sunday, we'll see. Well, that's huge. Yeah, I bet there's a, I bet there's a frozen HEB pizza in your, Shit. in your uh, future. Now I'm hungry. A bunch of, a bunch <laughs> of wine, bunch of wine. Oh, there's wine for show. Box wine, maybe some Sour Patch Kids. It's gonna be the weekend already. I'm so glad. This is the best way to time up your vacation. By the way, take off Let's like go late to week. Thursday. Exactly. You have one day back at work. Uh, you, you know, it's an all out sprint, getting caught up, getting all your things together, making sure you put out all your fires and then boom, back on vacation for another two days. Well, uh, NBA players have been on a mini vacation for mm-hmm. a couple of days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, vacation probably isn't the correct way to put this, but, uh, coach Bobby and I recorded a podcast on what today's Friday. It's Wednesday. We recorded one Wednesday yeah. and we talked about the games Wednesday night and then none of them happened. Mm. Uh, so there's not really much point in previewing the hoops, uh, but there have been, uh, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, refusing to play Wednesday night. All the games were canceled. All the games Thursday were canceled. All the games Friday have been canceled. So they weren't canceled. They were uh, postponed. And that's the well, thing I wanted to bring up with you. Does it feel like 
it's kind of being cheapened. Like the 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 gesture of the players is a little bit lessened because it's not being like it should just be straight up a forfeited game, like a tied game in the series, and that's one less. Like there's a sacrifice that's happening. There's not going to be another game in that space again. But the fact that they've postponed them just feels like they've delayed games. Like it's not as much of a of a meaningful gesture I, I feel like and I don't think that was by player design obviously it's by the NBA's design but it almost just feels like it takes a little bit away from what they were trying to do and what they did do so I don't know that's just my one takeaway that I was thinking about while I was stuffing my face with lobster uh, that was what was going through my brain what do you think wow uh yeah Is that I, dumb? Mean, I don't know no it's not dumb I I the Milwaukee was the only game where Milwaukee, you know, Orlando thought they were going to play the game. Right. They were out for shoot around. And so you could maybe make an argument that they should count that as a forfeit. Although that being said, Milwaukee would still be up three games to two. It's going to be, you know, beat Orlando. So it doesn't really matter. The other games were postponed because both teams decided not to play. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess you could, you could count it. it I don't know. I will I, say this. I think that is, it totally benefits the, uh, Dallas Mavericks suffering from you know a high ankle sprain for for Luca and then I, I guess Porzingis has been injured here and and has been out mm-hmm. and then it also uh, Dame's got that tweaked knee or whatever and so uh, well they the said lower he wasn't going to play oh, really? in Game Five no matter what but now that this has been delayed two games that or two days three days whatever that could change right uh, Russell Westbrook apparently Russ. is looking quote explosive uh, <laughs> in practice so he might be back. Uh, it does, you know, from a basketball perspective, there is a lot going on here. Uh, just slowing things down by three days can change a lot. A significant um, amount, especially with teams with injury stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Mavericks seem to me to be the biggest winner. Or, or of, teams uh, with, like, limited bench a, play. Like, yeah, teams that have a short bench, you need that rest, that extra rest. So there's some, some from a minor implications. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I... I don't know how I feel about any of it. It's weird that you would take one, you know, take two or three days off and then come back. Like I'm not sure. What do you sure. think they should do? Well, I, I don't know. I I don't know if that changes the the whole narrative. If that's, you know, it, what was interesting is that players and le- and teams in other leagues that's basically what I was thinking. You know, postponed or or dent play or whatever which really it was a very symbolic measure. It's hard not, you you know, you can't have a discussion about what's going on without talking about the NBA and what the NBA players have done. Um, it was kind of perfectly you know, time to shit on the uh, Republican convention too. Well, sort of. Instead, you would have had basketball last night going up against Trump's speech. So you might have, <laughs> I don't know how many viewers that took away or added to uh, that 70-minute uh, speech, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, it seems like a lot yeah. of some of the narrative and some of the the message that everyone's pushing is obviously go vote, but on one level deeper, it's go vote and not for Trump is what it kind of feels like. Is that fair? Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't I mean, say that by any means. But it, that, no, I mean, I'm, people have said that. I, it's that's not why they didn't play the other night. Obviously, they play because of police brutality. Sure. And I mean, it'd be one thing if you said like we're not going to play again until they arrest the cops. Uh, that that have killed these innocent people or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That's one thing. And I, I don't know where we stand on that. I know there's been a federal investigation into the guy who had, who was walking, the 17-year-old militia member who had an AK-47 Jesus. and shot two people. Yeah. Um, 
and that's been a federal, you know, he's been arrested. There's been a federal uh, investigation into that. So it's weird. And, and I mean, I think that part of it is the players saying like, you know, the owners here are all billionaires. We need you to really do something. I think that's kind of what's implied here and, and could potentially be uh, the biggest, the, you know, the, the long lasting thing is that it's not necessarily political. It's just, and it's really not even at the top of the tickets, more people in local communities trying to avoid this kind of policing and this kind of violence. Uh, there are a lot of people out there making a very false equivalency in, in my mind mm-hmm. where they go, well, oh, well, you know, NBA players don't want to talk about China and human rights. Nobody's wearing shirts that say human rights for everyone. They're, they're wearing shirts that say black lives matter. And people in uh, in the country and people certainly in the NBA, a majority black league, are upset because black people are being killed by police. That's what this is about. It's not about human rights. It's not about curing everything wrong with this society or foreign governments or anything else. So when people come in and say, you know, when the the conservative on your group chat says, oh, well, these NBA players, they don't care about China and the human rights that they're, they just care about money. That's not, that's not the point. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just I want to push back on that because I know that there are people that, you know, that will say that. I don't think they really believe it. I mean, that that's just, it's, Anyway, that's a whole other yeah, discussion. And but. the other thing is, like the like you said, the conservative commenter or whatever the threat. Like the thing that needs to be pointed out again and again is not just about one instance. This is an accumulated thing. Like it's not just oh well because that one thing happened in uh, Wisconsin or Milwaukee or wherever the latest shooting happened. Uh, here are the reasons why that's that's not you know that's not a reason for you guys to protest this that and the other. That that's not the point. The point is. This is a trend, a habit, a a thing that has been going on forever and ever and ever, and this is just the latest. This is just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So to compare just one single incident instance to what the protest is or, or whatever, the, the walkout from the games, I think that's short-sighted and is not really taking in the full scope of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right. I mean, just to see how this is kind of reverberating around other sports is uh, the most important thing, really. You know, pushing NBA games three days doesn't really matter too much in the scope of things. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I you know, people are already wondering if this is going to affect the NFL and all that. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, I mean, I think that the most powerful thing these players are saying is that Without us, you don't have a league, and so this isn't a negotiation. We don't want. We're not doing this for money. We're not, you know, avoiding playing to try and get more money or more benefits. We want you to make a difference in our communities, and you know, however that works. You know, the the other thing that that may that's worth tracking down the line, the long term play is that you get involved in a political effort. Um, that you know, you take the money from the guys, the top twenty players in the league. And they're all putting millions of dollars towards something, and you can get an, and then you, you know, LeBron calls Pat Mahomes and gets the top ten NFL players, and you get the top ten baseball players, and now all of a sudden you create a super PAC, you create like an actual political group mm. that, um, you know, can can change things in in big cities, in communities. Um, I mean, and, they you know, certainly that may be, have that the... may be the. I mean, would would anybody be surprised if four years from now you're looking at the LeBron 
Maverick Carter Super Pack. Well, and it's um, not just I mean, about money either. Like these these players have a massive platform with social media and all sorts of different stuff. Like right. if you they're take the supporting guy, the top you, twenty exactly. guys, the top twenty guys who make the most, and the guy, the top ten guys who have five million Instagram followers, you can make money in a hurry. Uh, if you're, you know, if they're organized and put something together, but I mean, I'm that not even may saying be where we're going money. to. I'm saying like you can influence political ecosystems with your your platform alone just by making statements and and backing candidates that you agree well, with or true. whatever. Like in this there's country, all sorts though, of stuff. You, you need money to win to win political races uh, um, because you need whole... because money gives you uh, platforms. I mean, that's not the only thing money gets you. Like, but that's a big part of it is being able to market yourself and you know, construe yourself in a certain way and the, the policies that you support and having people who as influential with their audiences as these players are. And those audiences are massive, maybe not locally, but it's in the cities they play in. It's certainly uh, massive locally. Like you can make some, you can make an impact quick with those, those different channels. So being able to harness that, I think would be really smart as well. Just my marketing yeah. two cents. Uh, the NBA has, is making a commitment to an immediate establishment of a social justice coalition uh, with representatives from players, coaches, and governors. That's what they're calling their owners now. Uh, that'll cover a wide array of issues, including increased voting access, promoting civic engagement, and advocating for meaningful police and criminal justice reform. In every NBA city, uh, team owners will work with local officials to turn their arenas into voting locations in the general election. Mm. So talking we're moving quick on the voting into this uh we'll see i mean it's uh we'll see how this whole thing shakes out uh you know who knows if this is something that's more powerful or less powerful since it's an election year um but yeah wild time wild turn of events indeed and uh and go vote people you know, go out and vote this year this year yeah. any other year like the, there's just no excuse not to doesn't matter who you're voting for or what your your beliefs are just Go get a vote out there, man. I agree. Oh, I agree. How, how do so you there like, you go. Uh, me being a an, an impassioned advocate of voting? How do you? How does that make you feel, my guy? That, I love that you're a big voting guy. Everybody knows that about you. Well, Brad loves to vote. You know, Brad I, is proud to be an American. My uh, my voting history is is not great, but I'm going to change that. That's something that I'm going to change. Send that to me and you proudly stand oh, up next to you. Uh, it, the other story that here. That was awful. Steve, I'm just going to let you know. Uh, whatever. Did you see the Stephen A. Smith clip this morning? I haven't uh, yet. Stephen A. said that LeBron pissed off all the players. Uh, the, the way that this goes down, the Lakers and Clippers, led le by LeBron, like apparently just said, like, no, nah, we're not playing. We're leaving. And just got up and left, like in the middle of the meeting. Uh -huh. And uh, he talked, and like Stephen A. claimed that the other, the younger players, like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Even uh, though he's LeBron James. Yeah, he's LeBron. But uh, apparently, he's pissed off a lot of young players. So uh, that could be good. I, I could like some chippy fouls. Mm. I'm glad they're back. I mean, come on. I, extra, I want the Lakers extra, and Clippers to play. Yeah, extra friction. That never hurt anything in competition. That's right. So that's there's your NBA update. Hoops coming back tomorrow, which is great. Have you been gambling uh, any? No. I'm I'm about to put a paycheck in. But my now that I've got my money in mybookie.ag I'm going using promo it. code backdoor, you'll double that. It's like putting two paychecks in there. Was that a robot uh, in you've your been background? Watching, is I autoplay videos, my my dude. Welcome mm -hmm. to uh 
the internet. You want to talk some P- yeah, some PGA golf? Yeah, let's do Tiger that. Tiger Woods is uh, tied is at six over. Who blowing up today? Well, uh, that's not plus. that bad, all things considered, because this course is just crushing people. Like the leaders yeah, at Rory, three under. Rory and Cantlay are at three under. Uh, Tiger's at plus three on the day. Um, not looking good for Tiger. But, yeah, this course significantly tougher than everywhere else they've been playing recently. This or is the BMW Championship in Olympia Fields, Illinois. Uh, Justin Thomas won last year. Any other thoughts on uh, what we've seen so far? into uh to friday uh just that there's some really 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 uh high star power young guys that are starting to become more and more of a fixture here like really young like you know first and second year guys that are super exciting to watch and it's fun to see them uh come out and be competitive this early in their careers um but yeah i mean tied ninth is one over so like this is not playing under par this course Uh, so, yeah, people are, are still competitive if they're at, you know, like, because I guess there's not going to be a cut this week either because the field's been reduced to 70. Uh, it's the second round of the, the playoffs. So, I mean, anything's hmm. possible. Uh, the worst player out there, ooh, Mark Leishman is 16 over. He's out. Can't uh, like that. <laughs> he's been struggling lately. But, I mean. I would say so. Yeah. If you're within, you know, five, six shots going into the weekend, like, you Definitely make up that ground. Probably more. So anyways, yeah, this is right. by no means over. It's just a uh, a bit of a bloodbath out there, it seems. Tough course. Always good to see Rory at the top of the leaderboard. I like watching Rory. Uh, and then uh, the other big news here in, in the sports world, apparently the Big Ten is now mulling a Thanksgiving football start, which seems crazy. The, the, I think the Big Ten really might have fucked this thing up. They need to uh, stop making proclamations and like grand statements, and then changing their mind. That is getting obnoxious. Well, I mean, they're not making any statements. Well, they they're said just... they're not going to play till the spring, right, or right. something like that. And now they're saying, but well... now, like, apparently, all their athletic directors and their coaches are are fighting with their own schools' presidents, mm-hmm. presidents, and then the chancellors, the whole thing. Like, and no one, there is no cohesive thing. They have a first year. Uh, league commissioner who has no idea what's going on apparently Ooh, that's a rough you've got job. these wackos who are uh protesting the players parents that are like why don't we get basketball or football hmm. it's uh it's not great it's, uh, that's dark. I, I don't know what's gonna happen hey did you hear about the washington redskins or the washington football team now tell me about them there's a second investigation from the Washington Post that dropped this week. About the about, sexual uh, allegations and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. They were way sleazier this time. Ooh. And instead of just one woman and 15, uh, one woman on the record and 15 anonymous sources, there were like 10 women that came forward. Uh, the, the big storyline here is that the guy who was the former radio voice of the Washington team who uns- who just like... Uh, retired before the first story came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he apparently made sure that the video team put together a X-rated version of the swimsuit video that they made. Oh, no. The uh, the cheerleaders would have, like, they would send the cheerleaders to some island to shoot a swimsuit calendar, right? And when they're and changing they, and, and they, stuff? Ugh, and they would shoot scummy. a DVD, and he wanted an X-rated version that he claimed he wanted for the owner, that the owner wanted. Uh, and apparently, like, the Washington Post got not one but two different years' versions of these videos. 
with like girls just you know cheering. These aren't professional models necessarily. Have these uh, been anyway. leaked yet? That's terrible. No, they haven't been leaked, but they were just leaked to the Washington Post. I I don't mm. think the Washington Post is going to leak them. Maybe the next else. Kim Kardashian could come out of them if they get leaked. Who knows? I don't think that's going to happen. But, <laughs> I don't uh, either. Some more very sleazy stuff coming out of the Washington professional football team. Uh, who Isn't is it now... weird that a radio host would advocate on behalf of a team owner? That just seems odd. It like sounds, that, how does I mean, that happen? This guy, I, it sounds like uh, that the guy who's the radio voice is just like, what, what's the guy from Family Guy, the, the boogity, giggity guy? Giggity, giggity guy, yeah. Yeah, just like the saddest, horniest guy in the world. <laughs> And I'm just like, I don't know if Dan Snyder really said like, hey, I want to see some nipples. But like, I bet this guy was like, hey, I need to get to see some nipples because the the owner wants to see it. Let me ask you this, Micah. If you're the owner of a giant, massive NFL franchise and you wanted to see your cheerleaders naked on a video, would you who's the first person you would reach out to? Probably not somebody in the media. Probably not. Well, no, no, no. It's the radio guy was employed by the the by the the. But I mean, team. why would you pick somebody who's like got a giant? Anyway, there's many questions here, but that just seems I like just an think odd that person, guy dude. wanted. I think that guy just wanted the video, and he said, "I'm going to show it to the executive." Ah, uh, so he's using the owner's name to. I think he's using the owner's name as cover, but it could just be that the owner said, "Like, hey, get me that tape," and that guy was like, "I'll get you the tape." Oh, I'll get those nipples. Jesus, cheesy rice. Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, what a just a hellhole, and uh, they stink. So yeah, that's, and their names pretty much it. Have you been watching? Have you watched any of uh, top or not? Hard top, knocks. Uh, I have hard knocks. I got a okay. bunch I to catch either. up on. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I haven't watched the last two. I might have to. We might have to. So talk what about happened in the later. first episode? Give us a quick rundown. Oh, uh, I mean, the first episode was like three weeks ago. I, the big story is that the the guy who's the coach of the Chargers. Uh, told his team that he had gotten COVID previously. Anthony Lynn, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of the biggest news. The rest of it is just that Sean McVay is kind of a cheese dick. Uh, <laughs> but they show the the preparation, which is always kind of fun to see. And you can see how they're like, they, the Rams took like an old parking lot and turned it into a weight room, like put a tent over it so everybody could be further apart and they could be outside. Nice. And you can see all the links that these guys are going to to avoid uh, the stuff and the tests they're taking and all that stuff, so. Um, anyway, we might have to talk about that. The other thing that we will talk about mm-hmm. is our hotline, 800-392-6344. Brad and I will be back on, uh, we're going to plan to record something over the weekend here. Yeah, and get and back. there's to a you. backlog of some phone calls. So we got people to We got a lot to. of phone calls. So we might do a, a hotline episode and talk some hoops on Sunday. So check back for that. Uh, you got anything else, Brad? Just get your money into that MyBookie AG, ASAP, uh, promo code BACKDOOR. Let's, uh, it's winning season. Let's go do some winning. It's winning season, baby. All right. Until next time, hit the high porn, 800-392-6344. The outro music, I mean, not the high porn. I'm with you. I know what you're saying. You know what we're talking about. All right. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>